Today on the Hudson Mohawk Magazine, we are continuing our election watch and our coverage of who's running for Troy City Council with Irene Soriento, who is running for Troy City Council District 5. Irene, <laughs> welcome to the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. So Irene, you sit right now on Troy City Council, but in District 6. Can you tell us a little bit about how this comes to be that you're now running in District 5? They changed the the district lines and where I live in Emerald Greens is now part of District 5 and no longer will be District 6. Um, So now it it covers all of Pauling Avenue. It covers Emerald Greens, half of the one side of Campbell's Avenue, part of Winter Street, and uh, like Hamilton Avenue, um, and it goes all the way um, as far as like Euclid Avenue. It's a really, really big district to cover. A lot of walking, but uh, the residents, they're really great. So Irene, you mentioned walking. I imagine maybe you're referring going door to door. What are you hearing from constituents in District 5 about what they want to see happen and what they need? Less crime. The garbage tax is ridiculous. They want they want more services, not really more services. They want the services that they're actually paying for. And I have to agree with them. Right now, the basic services are just not meeting the expectations of what us as taxpayers are paying for. And it's really, it's really unfortunate, but I want to keep pushing and give something in return to our residents. What are you hearing? Is it that how much the increase in garbage fees went up and and what do you propose we do about this? So it was supposed to initially be a temporary fee. And I believe it was like when it started, um, it was like about $60. That was way before I was on the council. And it just keeps going up and up and up. And now the mayor's budget, there's a proposal to increase it by $2. I know $2 doesn't seem like a lot, but it really is. I mean, right now, you know, with the inflation and everything, $1 can't even buy you a 25 cent pack of gum. <laughs> we're we're all struggling on trying to, you know, um, keep a roof over our heads and put, you know, food on the table. I think that instead of taxing the residents to death, there's got to be um, a different way of trying to keep these taxes and these rates low. And with this garbage tax, I want to help in any way I can to try and phase this out because it was initially a part of our taxes and now it's a a separate tax and it's just becoming really unaffordable now. And does it hurt the city if residents start switching over to some of the private companies? It is now. Yes. Because, uh, that is going to be a loss of revenue for the city. And my worry is that it's going to end up being fully privatized and we're going to have employees lose their jobs. And I'm, I'm really scared about that. There's got to be other solutions and I'm looking to further explore them because um, just the way this program has been developed years ago, and it was supposed to be a temporary now temporary for me means one year, not moving forward 
from one year to the next and increasing it uh, drastically. It doesn't seem like a, a temporary tax to, you know, fill the budget gap. I'm also seeing with this uh, proposed budget, there's a lot of vacancies. And yet in the proposed budget, they want to create $100,000 management positions and then also add another $30,000 increase to the superintendent of public utilities. I'm not understanding why we're focusing on management positions when we have vacant positions that are in a lower level title. We're not, I don't see how these management positions are going to benefit the the taxpayers, the residents of Troy. There's got to be a, a different structure on, on, on this. You got to start from, from the bottom up. You really have to build that foundation before you can build your house. <laughs> Yeah, it's a complex situation with a ton of vacancies. And it's also if there's no one to manage those positions, then that also (laughs) becomes a problem. So it's like coming at you from both sides. But Irene, you are chair of the Public Utilities Committee in Troy City Council as it stands right now. What are some things that have come across your committee's desk? The lead service replacement project. We've all we all know about the issues with the lead. Our last public utilities meeting that we had concerning the budget, we also talked about like how filters are now being rolled out. They're working. They're working on replacing the lead pipes, which is it, it's good. Um, I want to stress though the importance of every resident um, getting that inventory submitted over to the water department. Um, because we have to be at 100% inventory, I believe, by next year. So we really have to stress that because that could potentially affect our um, any type of funding that we could receive um, towards this lead replacement project. The head of public works did step down. Is this the position that we were just discussing and it sits vacant right now? It's actually funny that you say that because we had a meeting this week, but the meeting prior to that, I looked at the vacancy list and I didn't see that title listed on the vacancy. But by the time that I realized that the meeting was already over with, so I brought it up at this past meeting. Is there an error? Like we were told, surprisingly, no, it's not an error. Chris Whelan is actually filling that position on a part-time basis. I was a little surprised and uh, it looked like a lot of the council members were surprised because we were never told that. We were told that he was resigning, he's leaving, goodbye, but technically it's filled. Um, But we're told on a part-time basis. As a council, we asked, you know, like what what the salary is. We didn't get an answer on that. So, Wow. I thought he took a job somewhere else for more pay. That's I guess he's filling it part-time to help out, which, you know, I appreciate that. I really do. But we should have known that. Now, there's a few more large issues that I wanted to get at. Harbor Point Gardens is in your district, District 6. Um, yes. We've known that there's been this evacuations and series of city council meetings and hearings to try to get to Correct. the bottom of what happened at yep. Harbor Point Gardens. Could you give us, from your point of view, sort of where this 
debacle stand. As far as I was told that um, at all the apartments now are where the residents were displaced, they meet the minimum code standards. It still wouldn't be to my expectations, but I guess, you know, I mean, that's what the law is, that it meets the minimum code standards. And I believe that those violations, the major ones have been corrected. I believe 35 uh, residents, though, ended up leaving. They just, they had enough. They suffered all summer. I'm sure that they spent a ton of money just on the food expenses because they were, they were staying in hotels for months. Um, and not having a kitchen to cook a, you know, a decent warm meal. And um, they had to eat out every day. And that gets really expensive. There's a lot of focus um, that needs to be put in into that whole ordeal to make sure that this never happens again. We really need code enforcement to start enforcing them even more. I mean, do some regular checks. We got to develop some kind of plan, some kind of procedure. It's a really unfortunate uh, situation that everybody, you know, has went through and experienced. You know, you had an exciting race for city council last time. I think it was uh, a three-way race between you and Kennedy and uh, Marquita Edwards. What have you sort of learned from your experience on city council and what should our audience know about you when they go to the voting booth So overall, I do have 20 years of experience in local government. I started in 2003 working for the city of Troy as an account clerk. I was uh, a tax collector, uh, issuing parking permits, issuing the handicapped parking tags, such a fun job. Um, Then I worked my way up into uh, working for civil service. And then in 2018, I left city of Troy and started working um, as the human resources manager for the city of Rensselaer. My one goal right now is to develop an employee recognition program for the employees to acknowledge the hard work that they're, you know, that they're doing. My standpoint, you know, being on the council is we do have to look out for the taxpayers and we also have to look out for the employees. The employees overall, they are the staple of our community. Our city can't run without them. And so they play a uh, really important part part of um, of our city. So we got to find some kind of middle ground here. Irene, is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to make sure you say today? The main reason why I wanted to run is because as a taxpayer myself, I felt that when I stood up there in front of the city council, some of the council members did listen to me, but some of them rolled their eyes at me and I felt like my voice wasn't being heard. And I, I felt that that was a need for me to run for city council, be on there and make sure that all voices, you know, make sure that they're being heard. I do, I do take every concern into consideration and try to work out a a solution. Irene Soriento running for Troy City Council District 5. Thanks for joining us on the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you so much.